0: Right, and welcome back to...
1: Who the fuck is that guy?
0: Today we're joined by CoComish uh, owner, GM, head coach, Nick Hall of the Dublin Fours. Uh, Nick, how are you? I'm
1: pretty damn good, man. Yeah, how are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Hopefully this time around it'll be a bit shorter than our last conversation. But, you know, look, I'm settled in for a marathon, if need be. Uh, so, yeah, Nick, uh, tell us about you, where you're from, where you are, what you got going on in your life.
1: Um, i'm from uh, i'm from Kleine in dublin um uh, i live in Shankill in dublin at the moment and uh yeah i've basically uh been uh, living here all my life i'm 31 just turned 31 actually at the end of July there and um, i have uh i'm currently working well i'm on i'm on the dole at the moment with the uh with the covid thing but uh I work in catering management, and uh, I'm studying to uh, become a barrister. So uh, that's basically my uh, my little bio there. Good stuff,
0: good stuff. So all your legal advice, feel free to contact Nick in the not-too-distant future. Any particular area of expertise out of curiosity?
1: Uh, I'm liking land law a lot lately. Uh, I, obviously, there's criminal stuff is pretty interesting, but I think there's a lot more... Uh, like a lot more work in land, um. So uh, I think focusing in on that and maybe um some employment law might be might be in the uh in the crystal ball at the moment. So that's the that's the hope and expectation, I suppose.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. I suppose uh, tell the beautiful people how we know each other.
1: Oh well, sure. I mean, you were my you were my D coordinator for so long, you know, <laughs> and my head coach. We uh, played football uh, for ECD American football for I think. I think you and me played together for like four or five years, I think. Uh, I played for seven years in total there uh, as a linebacker and defensive coach and captain. Um, but you were my uh, head coach for uh, for most of that time. Yeah, good uh, times. And we've been playing fantasy since like what, 20, 2012, 20, 2011. So.
0: Yeah, good times. Easier times for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure it was well easy for you putting together the playbook anyway <laughs> i tell
0: you man give me give me playbook work and coaching 20 dudes that were running around after a three-year-old i'll tell you that for nothing <laughs> <laughs> coaching up a three-year-old i'll tell you he doesn't listen
1: yeah you um, gotta get the concepts across to him you know you I mean, see this is the mesh here you know? <laughs>
0: oh, he knows all about making a mess but anyway <laughs>
1: anyway nick
0: what's the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie nick
1: Dude, come on, like, I have to pick an obscure one now because you, I can't just say Terminator 2. That's, like everyone that's else. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Commando. I mean, like, classic. oh wait, no, The Running Man, The Running Man, because he dies at the end and it's Jesse, the body Ventura, who kills him, so, I mean, come on, lads, yeah, it's, can't, can't get enough of that shit. Yeah, Running Man is a classic, in fairness.
0: All his movies are classics, that's the, that's the thing. Best football movie?
1: Uh, off the top of my head, any given any given Sunday, but I am partial to remember the Titans as well. I love those tear jerkers. I'm a big mosh guy, as you well know. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, for sure. yeah, na 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 na. na. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then.
0: Uh, what's the best Metallica song?
1: Oh man, you should have said album. I think um, that's going to be very hard to pin out. i can give you a top ten, probably. Give you a top three. But, um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, "Creep" and "Death" is definitely up there, and these are all going to be old school because I'm like that, you know. I'm super cool like that, you know. Um, Brazil, "A Creep" and "Death," uh, "Ride the Lightning," the song, very underrated. A lot of people kind of skim over that, and I can't pick them all from the same album. So for my last one, I'm going to go with "The Unforgiven." Solid solo, really. yeah, the solo man. That song is insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good solo. I wouldn't have gone top three for one for you. Ride the Lightning is the best I'll I'll
1: fight people. Oh, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Front to back. Not a bad one in there. Yeah. Go-to drink? Oh, well, if I'm in a pub, it's Guinness. But sure, I'd fucking throw Antin into me at three o'clock in the morning anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what's your uh, go-to snack? I'm a big meals guy. I usually eat like a huge dinner I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly good at putting away large amounts of food in one sitting but snacks aren't really my strong suit I'd probably have to say um, Cool Ranch Doritos Nice That's actually a really good shout
0: Growing up what was your go to cartoon?
1: Ooh, um, hey Arnold's the first one that comes to mind Oh man what a show Um Fantastic, really like football head. I mean, come on, yeah. probably the my, an early sign of my later interest.
0: Yeah, actually, that could but, explain uh, a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Heronald, Yeah,
0: who's the best Batman? Best Batman.
1: Oh, just just to cut against the grain, I'm going to say Michael Keaton. Fuck you. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael Keaton's Batman.
0: You want to get? Nuts? I love Michael. <laughs> So, let's get nuts. Uh, <laughs> who's your favorite superhero besides Batman? I'm pretty sure you're a big Batman guy, aren't you?
1: Ooh. Mm. Mm-mm. Very interesting question. Um like I'm not a big superhero I was kind of dude. Um i was supposed to pick outside of Batman and probably like Watchmen was probably my most favourite oh, like so comic. So, so, so I'd have to say uh Oh. Um and even all of them were kind of dickheads. So probably the comedian then. Yeah, from Watchmen. Yeah,
0: comedian was great. Did you watch that new TV series? Um, yeah,
1: I've seen like two episodes of it. It's pretty cool. I like the, um, I like that Robert Redford is the was the, is the president. Like, it's, <laughs> how could you it's, not it's like that? Yeah, the other way on it, which I think is really good social commentary. But yeah, it's class.
0: Yeah, I definitely recommend checking that show out if you haven't. It's you it gets nuts towards the end, and it's really good. Favorite non NFL athlete. Ooh, Roy Keane, man.
1: And that's not even a question.
0: <laughs> Roy Keane's an Irish soccer legend for those who wouldn't be too familiar with him. Uh, look him up, he's just a great other.
1: He's the Ray Lewis of soccer. Like, the guy just takes no shit just Great a, guy.
0: Way less religion, and he's way less upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shit. shit just yeah. <laughs> You don't want to cross Roy Keane. Anyway, um... So oh, no. Nick, uh, you are probably the one and only box fan in Ireland. There might be actually you not know, one other I know of, but like, you know, hmm. not the most we common team sports in the world. club, <laughs> <laughs> a club yeah. Annual meetings.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all well connected.
0: <laughs> so Nick, I'm assuming because I mean the stadium has a fucking pirate ship in it. That's why you're a fan, or how did you end up being a Bucks fan?
1: Um, Well, I, like most Irish people, and anyone who's not from the States, got into American football by playing the video game Madden. Um, And the first one I got was Madden 2004. Um, I happened to pick the best team in that, which happens to also be the greatest team of all time. Bite me. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2002, fresh off their Super Bowl win. And, yeah, I just, I'm a loyal guy. I just stuck with them playing for years. And then, you know, when I started watching NFL, and we started to get it regularly over here on Channel 4 and stuff. Uh, I was just, yeah, I just stuck with them. And in subsequent iterations of the video game, I kept playing as them. And then when I started playing and American football kind of took off in Ireland, uh, I kind of got a kick out of being the lone books fan, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, amongst all these Patriots fans over here, goddammit. it! yeah. So so sad. Anyway, um, right. favorite AFC team?
1: Probably the Baltimore Ravens. Although my uh, my soon-to-be wife would 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 kill me for that because she's from New England. So you're, you're not <laughs> allowed to say you're a are a Pat fan? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh,
0: all-time favorite player?
1: All-time favorite player: Derek Brooks, linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah,
0: he's a great player and to too.
1: Uh, who's your most hated book of all time? My most hated book. Oh, that's um. Uh, I'd have to say, well, no. As well, last year it was Quan Alexander because he, he he deliberately cheap shotted Jameis in the middle of this San Francisco match. But it kind of varies from year to year. Like there was a while that I used to hate Dwayne Rudd because he was that dude who uh, who um. Thought he got a sack and celebrated it against like Browns you know, and they threw uh, a touchdown <laughs> that play while he was celebrating. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'd have to say, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll just go with Quan Alexander right now. But I don't generally hate books. I, I tend to hate Saints and and Panthers and uh, and Falcons more.
0: that's fair enough. Uh, who's your all time play- all time favorite player that never played for the books?
1: Oh Jesus, uh, that's a really tough question. I mean, I'd say the 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 uh, probably predicted answer there would be, uh, would be uh, Ray Lewis, but I'm a big, big Brett Favre mark. I absolutely love him. I think like he's one of my favorite football players ever to watch. And I mean, the drama at the end of his career, like just for sheer soap opera interest, um, it's probably Brett Favre, yeah. Yeah, Brett
0: great. hope great. not like Brett Favre. Who's that? Uh, your least favorite player? never played for the Saints or the book. Or sorry, or the, sorry, who's your least favourite player that never played for the books? Give me one inside the NFC South and then outside the NFC set because I know you hate the, South. the NFC South.
1: Inside the NFC South, I would have to say um, probably Luke Keekly. I'm not going to lie. I, I really hate that guy. I love, I think he's a great football player. He's a lovely guy. Hard guy to hate. But I just hate the The circle jerk that went on around him, you know, when there was clearly a better linebacker in the division, in the form of Levante David, and I think he was shadowed by him. So yeah, I quite dislike um Lou Kegley just out of sheer um, jealousy because, in fairness, like his pass defensive skills were shit at first, and they did come on in the end. But like David was the far better all-round defensive player. Um, outside the division, my least favorite player. Um. Mm, I don't really like mouthy guys. Um, really, and I like you don't mind, like mouthy I really guys. Enjoy
0: <laughs> the amount, I don't really amount of shit done. you talk on the field, and you're going to turn around. And go, I don't like <laughs> mouthy guys. You talk so yeah, much
1: well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll retract that statement. <laughs> I suppose um, guy I hate uh, most probably. Uh, Am I allowed to say the collective of the Philadelphia Eagles, or I
0: mean, if you want to hate the Eagles, you know, join the club. It's a pretty big club.
1: Yeah, screw it. I'll say that. I'll say that. That's fair. That's fair.
0: Uh, What's your hot take for uh, this year?
1: This year, um, non-books hot take. uh, It's probably going to be that um, the Titans uh, repeat as a very, very good team and they reach the playoffs again and possibly um get to the get to the bowl. I think they've got a lot of um, good going on that team. They've retained a lot of talent and uh, if they can maintain their um their form at the end of last season if Tannehill can push on I think uh, I think they can do it.
0: So Nick's hot take is raising the value of his quarterback in this league. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I like it. Right, well, next, yeah. Um Who's going to play the Bucs in the Super Bowl this year?
1: Titans, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's hard to hard to bet against um, the the amazingness that is Lamar Jackson. So, um, I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens, yeah. unless they they find a way to bottle it again, and unless they've really been found out. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. I mean, I watched the Titans game, and it did seem like they defensively were able to. To do a lot against Lamar, and so did the Browns, interestingly enough, early in the year. So I'm kind of worried that they might get figured out going into next year, and there'd be some problems for them going through the year. But just on sheer talent, and I have a bit of faith in Harbaugh as well. So I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the, the, the Ravens.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good. So who's your deep sleeper for fantasy this year? If you're you know doing a redraft league, who are you targeting at the back of all those drafts?
1: I've had a few of them. To be honest, I'm going to go with the latest one uh, I've kind of hit on myself, uh, and this is going to be very difficult for a uh, def- difficult, difficult pill to swallow. It's one that I found kind of difficult to swallow as well. It's um, it's it's uh, Trey Burton for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I mean, I could, easily, I could easily have said someone like Hayden Hurst, who is one of my favorite hot takes this year, but he's rising up boards all all over the place. I think his, his fit with the Atlanta, uh, offense was very dirt cutter, very tight end heavy. So I would see Hayden Hurst, uh, exploding. But deep deep sleeper, I think Jack Doyle has a good chance. And my reasoning, or sorry, Trey Burton has a good chance. And my reasoning behind that is that Philip Rivers historically has been a huge tight end targeter. Uh, Frank Reich, uh, his offense is a bit, is is very as very traditionally tight end heavy. And um, yeah, like Jack Doyle hasn't really cut it. Like he's been a bit of a floor play as opposed to a ceiling play. And Trey Burton, you know, is coming off that abysmal stint he did with the Bears where they just don't use the tight ends uh, very well or very effectively. And he had a few injuries. Uh, But the coach speak actually has been really strong on both Trey Burton and Jack Dole. They said that they're giving them both equal reps and uh, fighting to get them both uh, involved in the offense. And if you remember a couple of years ago, Eric Ebron was incredibly um, valuable. As a as a low rate rated tight end sleeper, so yeah, if you're to pick, me, pick if to pick my most deep ass sleeper, he's probably not owned in any leagues. Trey Burton will be the one I'm going for right now.
0: Very good, cool, he's free agent of this league, so yeah. Have I don't
1: have case. any money, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but boy, if I did, yeah,
1: yeah, ten dollar so, contract straight away.
0: So Nick, what's <laughs> the uh, worst first round fantasy pick you've ever had?
1: Oh Jesus Christ!
0: Where do you start,
1: CJ? <laughs> <laughs> um, who Which? CJ? Anderson. CJ? Anderson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, my my you know my very first experience as a dynasty owner, uh, I uh, it was 2015, and it was right after uh, Peyton Manning had his huge uh, Denver season, and all Denver players were like incredibly valuable in that draft. Um. Yeah, and my first pick was C.J. Anderson. <laughs> the fifth overall. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, there was uh, Antonio Brown was on the board and everything. It just shows I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I was like, I was basically taking my um, my redraft rankings and lightly adjusting rookies upward, but wasn't taking into account the long-term viability of, of wide receivers. But sure, look, you live and learn. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Segway, i nick to, what's the worst trade you've ever made? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how
0: you learned from CJ Anderson.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, easily. Oh, man. I, this is a bit of intel for all you guys out there. Uh, I am notorious for getting a sniff in the middle of week five and uh, trading everything I can to get a championship. Uh, it's my one vice. <laughs> so in the past, I've I've made I, in the recent past, like last year, I made an abysmal trade, traded two seconds, Cortland Sutton and Austin Eckler to get T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even worse than that, from a couple of years back, um, where I traded Julio Jones for Terrell Pryor on a first round pick. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what
1: were you having the yeah. on there? uh no it was the year after but um i was on the i was you know, i was hard on the on the trail prior i think i bought a lot of shares on in him and redraft that year as well uh, That and like they didn't ob- obviously didn't pan out um but uh yeah no i was i was way too early predicting the uh the the shell the end of julio jones shelf life um as, as I'm wont to do pretty much every year. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And Tom is actually in this league, the guy who I traded him way to as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough. Yeah, that was rough, that was rough.
0: Uh, so, um, any stories from the auction, anything that sticks out, or how you find in this league, what do you think?
1: I'm excited, really. Um, it's uh, like the third dynasty league I've gotten involved in, um, and I've never done one with... Um, with superflex or with contracts, so I'm actually, I, I like the challenge of it, um, and from the auction that we had, um, geez, it was endless entertainment. Really, I mean, my favorite storyline in in day one was probably second, Sean and uh, Aaron, um, well, not so much Aaron, but I suppose Sean and uh, a couple of I think Stephen, um, playing the uh, playing the long game there, just letting some big names slip by, being very um cautious and retaining a lot of their uh, their cap space to, to make a run on the second day. So, um, And then probably the day two was um, Le'Veon Bell going for a contract over $10. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: fuck you. <laughs> I, I like that deal.
1: Yeah, I do actually. I'm at the rising on on Le'Veon now. I mean, a lot of the inefficiency he had last year and the shitty offense and the play calling he's likely to be stuck with still have me kind of Holding off, but I mean, he is apparently he's in good shape going into camp, so ooh, you know. Best yep. shape of his life apparently. So. Do you know
0: what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for the year that reports that coming out that like, oh head coach is really down on this player. Player turns up in the worst <laughs> shape of his life. Like, <laughs> every year it's just the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
0: it's oh. it's incredible like how people just keep falling for coach speak and oh, uh, beat reporter reports of like nothing. They're reporting yeah. nothing,
1: and it's an, yeah, like it's inevitable to for everyone falls into the trap. Like I can think of my Tajay Sharp trap there a couple of years back, uh-huh. um, and uh, well, look, they do got like ten targets in this in the third preseason game, and we all know the third preseason game is basically the regular season. So come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, we're we're all like I think everyone is kind of prone to hot takes, especially in Dynasty. Like we all want to hit hit on that next big thing, but um, sadly, very few of us have the foresight of a Paul Heyman and screwing ourselves. Yeah. Very badly.
0: but like I think wasn't it the last couple of days? You've got who's been getting all the hype, Brandon Ayuk or whatever his name is. He's getting popped. Uh, yeah. DJ Chark is getting loads of hype. Bryce Love. He's looking really good, apparently, after one day of practice and pads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all this,
1: <laughs> like I've, yeah, that's I, I, I've. I think there'll be there be so many reports out of Washington of how good the running backs are. I mean, they're just at this point they're in a they're in a hole with that. So I think, I look, I mean, I I would love to have shares in Bryce Love uh, in our other dynasty league, but like, I mean, I'm out on that on, on that on that on that running game. Like, look, no chance.
0: On your team, uh, what's your favourite contract?
1: My favourite contract on my team? Uh, tough to say, because I think I did, I mean, I've got good players. I really like my players, but the contract, I did pay up for them. Um, So, like, it's, like, it's, I I, I think the the best one, yeah, in terms of, like, value, I would have to say probably going to have to be, uh, probably Jalen Rager. I would say. I mean, I, I, mean, I know he's an un, unproven guy, but that's like ten, ten dollars over three years. If he becomes the number one guy in Philadelphia, that's that's an incredible one uh, offensively. But I would say defensively, I'm very happy with Melvin Ingram at two fifty for two years. Like that's that's nothing for a guy who's going to be likely a starter throughout that entire contract on my team. So yeah, um, I would probably say one of the two of those. Yeah, no,
0: I, I've got to say. Like, Daniel Hunter's deal, for me, sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. That, considering, you know, we discussed at length the other day about... Mm. What's his name? Chase um. Young. So, like, considering yeah. you got Daniel Hunter, who is probably yeah. the number one, D end, pass rusher in the mm. NFL at the moment. Mm. Like, there's not many guys you can really put far ahead of him. you got him 6 of a year cheaper than a rookie. Mm. So... By default, that's a bargain. And I think Jamal Adams, like, both of those guys are in three-year deals. Mm. And I take Jamal Adams, for example. Like, he's cheaper than, say, Derwin James. And I'd probably, in a vacuum, would take Jamal Adams over Derwin in a fantasy context. I think Derwin's probably better in real life. But in terms of fantasy points, I'll take Jamal. And to me, your worst-case scenario, if you don't knock any money off of Jamal Adams' contract over the life of it, you're going Mm. to re-sign him for 20 and a half. And considering how good that guy is, and compared to some other contracts in this league, that, that's still not a lot for like how insane he is. Like He put yeah. up 220-30 points last year in this league. Mm. And the year before that, yeah. when he was on fire, he was pushing 280. Getting mm. a guy like that for <laughs> 20 pounds, Yeah. Getting a guy like that mm. and having him long-term and costing you Twenty dollars a year, like he's only twenty four now. You could easily resign him for two, three years, at a decent mm-hmm. price, and be happy about that. So, I think. Yeah, like, I,
1: like we were saying the other day, like I mean, I think I'm going to be looking at some difficult decisions, um, going down the line. But I mean, I think I've got two or three guys, maybe four guys, that I'm like I'm I'm happy to just build this offense, this whole team around, and he's he's on that list. Like I I, I Jamal. I mean, we were all you, you, me, and Tom all knew we were going to have to pay up to get to get him and the the two others we were talking about. I'm glad I got him at the cheapest of the three that we were all targeting. So um, yeah, it's all um, it's all good. I'm happy out with that.
0: All coming up, Millhouse. Speaking of which, though, if you ever do want to trade him, just you know, give me a shout, chat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's a contract in this league that you wish you had?
1: Oh geez, there's a good few man. There's some really good deals some guys got here that I really admire. Like, um, I could probably kick off with like the Odell Beckham when we were talking about last la- last time, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on that because you know we've gone into such depth over. But I really love D.J. Chark at thirteen fifty. I'm I think like he's uh he has a real chance to to take over the the role in that in that o- in that offense in their passing game they're gonna be passing a whole hell of a lot now, this year uh, and then you know he might have um Trevor Lawrence thrown to him next year so um that's a that's a real uh that's a real deal at 1350 mm-hmm. in my opinion another one and I kind of I focus a lot on wide receivers because this is you know it's a half point and we've three slots for receivers and it's also the dynasties so their value holds but Tyler Lockett's another great one at ten dollars a year, and um, that Tom got another one I'm very envious of.
0: Yeah, um and about. then
1: there's, there's also Chase Young. I mean, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nobody wants that contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably say it's it's between the two of those just off the top of my head. But honestly, like I am very very happy with a lot of the deals the guys got in this. Um, like I mean, quarterbacks wise, like most people had to pay. You know they paid they paid va- at, at value for for some of them and they paid tooth and nail for that in some ways so it's hard to pick a real good value I'd be envious of there but um, yeah like I I'd so I'd, I'd stick I'd stick it on the um on to, the, to me like players. the only
0: real value that I got a quarterback is potentially mm-hmm. Minshew if if Minshew survives yeah. the next off season with the Jags not taking anyone then that means Alex mm-hmm. has a starter for three years. Costing him eight, and like that'll be so easy to renew if he's weren't yeah. There's like there's a couple of other guys uh, that like, I don't mind the deals too much, but like that's that's one of the main reasons I wanted to like, I've been getting more and more into superflex is because quarterbacks mm-hmm. are worth infinitely more than like compared to you know your standard one QB leagues, mm-hmm. and it's, when you're doing salary cap and actually seeing that much value attached to quarterbacks to me is great. Because it just it equates yeah. to real life, so uh, yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Um, so Nick, predictions for this year in terms of like who you think QB one, RB one, the wide receiver one this year. Who 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 have you got?
1: Like QB one, I mean, it's going to be Lamar again, unless he get barring injury. Like and yeah, like so, I mean, I, I just the fact that he's he does he, like twelve hundred yards on the ground from a from a quarterback is like Michael Vick didn't even get there. So like and I I, I can see them maybe trying to make adjustments to the offense and maybe you know, trying to protect him, but he runs very safe anyway. Like his runs aren't like he doesn't go into contact. He does, you know, find his way out of bounds. I mean when he, he and he breaks into the secondary so much that he's not susceptible to a lot of like heavy tackles. So, like, I can see him really, I, like, if anyone has a chance to really, and I I know this obviously seems like bias because I own him in another league, but I really genuinely think Lamar Jackson is going to be a tough one, even for Pat Mahomes, because, I mean, if you look back to the year before when Pat had his huge year, it was still a few points behind Lamar's uh, 2019, and it was hugely touchdown dependent. It was, like, 50 touchdowns. Now, I'm not going to say that the Chiefs aren't going to score a whole lot of touchdowns this year. That would be ludicrous. <laughs> fifty is a lot, man. That's like record. That's an approaching record. Or that is the record. Um so like look I, I and I don't think any like I, I, I could see I can see a world where like Dak Prescott is the number one quarterback, but like I don't it would have to be with an injury involved in it. I, I just can't see it being not one of those two uh that I of the prior guys I mentioned. Russell Wilson in the show but I think it's just way too inconsistent. And while they might hashtag let Russ cook this year, um, <laughs> um sadly, Mister Unlimited is—he's uh, a bit like uh—he—he's not. I just don't. I just don't think he's. I just don't think it's it, it's going to be consistent enough or reach the the levels that you have for someone like Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. So I, I'm I'm Lamar for QB one, absolutely. Okay, RB one. Ooh, well, I mean, that's a that's a tough call. Um, like just Christian say McCaffrey, Saquon. Well, look, I mean, no, I know, I know. I I would, I, I've, I have I've a lot of faith in Saquon. I really do. Um, but it's just like Christian McCaffrey coming off last year, and now they're moving away from a Cam Newton offense. They're going to be basing it all on the running back. Uh, they have that. They have a like, specific concept built into their offense to get the ball to Chris, Chris, Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. So like, I think he's going to be still such a heavily involved player. But though, that's like, an easy one to pick. So I'll go with a little left field one for a top three guy. I mean, I think look, it, it's, it's hard to say that like, anyone is going to be Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, even Saquon Barkley, um, based off what I just said. But I'm going with an an outside choice for top three. Uh, if I were to do that, I'd probably say, and this is going to seem like bias.
0: <laughs> Josh Jacobs.
1: Josh Jacobs.
0: <laughs> Shock. Yeah. <laughs> and in fairness, I actually like Jacobs a lot.
1: I do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, go go. Look, I'll, I'll hedge it by saying like I don't think he's going to be number one, but I, 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 think he's dead. I think he has a huge chance to to make it into the top three. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about your wide receiver one? I don't say Edgar Godwin Ray, or Adrian. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, wide receiver one. Um, uh, like I, 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 could see Michael Thomas. You know, obviously, I'm going to keep mentioning that the guy who's already the one. Uh, but I can see Michael Thomas being up there. But I mean, it's just like his season last year is beyond fathomable uh, for how good it was. I just there's got to be a regression there, Um so I think he'll definitely be be right up there barring injury. But um, there's some guy like I think, yeah, I like I, I don't want to say like that Tyree Hill will be the number one. To be honest, and like DeAndre Hopkins is another guy who's who's threatening, possibly being yeah, heavily used in his offense, but nobody moves to a team and becomes the number one receiver. Uh just it hasn't ever happened in fantasy. Um so I'll I'll pick another outside guy this time. I'm just gonna go fucking say it. Uh Odell. I'm gonna say Odell, screw it. <laughs> wow,
0: that's a, that's
1: actually yeah. a hot take. I decided to make it a hot take, yeah. know yeah, if I was gonna go for right. a take it'd be one of the guys, one of the one of those guys like Julio Jones could as well feasibly if he brings his touchdowns up be the number one. Uh but fuck it, I'm just gonna go hot and say Odell Beckham. I think like he's um the talents there, I don't believe necessarily that the uh that the injury was one hundred percent the reason the last year that he was as bad as he was. Um and as well he is gonna have competition for targets in that offense as he already had last year. But look, I think a full off-season health of um of recovery. Uh, the fact that his uh, ability against press coverage last year was so much lower than it than it has been historically, and yeah, like just the, the raw talent. Like I, I'm just going to say that he has the, he still has the potential to get up there. So screw it, I'll 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 I'll, I'll eat, eat the spicy meatball and go without alpha. <laughs>
0: Over. Uh from this rookie class, who do you think will be the most valuable player in four years?
1: Um hmm, that's a yeah, look, I mean four years in four years time, I like look I I honestly think like I love Clyde Edwards Lair, but I actually think that there is a lot of hype around him that's uh going completely crazy. Um I that's not to say I won't draft him in the first round of a redraft, but like I I don't like before the draft when he was, you know, before he was picked, but before the actual NFL draft, he was ranking around the number five, um, he was definitely at the bottom of the top tier or at least in the tier below. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm I'm a huge fan of J.K. Dobbins myself, um, and I think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to like develop their running game in a way that's like like something we haven't really seen before. um, And, like, look, Mark Ingram's contract runs up next year as well. So if you're asking me in three years, I'm going to just put, pound it down and say J.K. Dobbins. I'm huge on that guy. Yeah,
0: that's fair, that's fair. I, I have a hard time looking back Burrow myself. I think he'll be legit. Yeah. But if he doesn't, it, it has to be one of those running backs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like Judy Do you, and... I so. John John, John Taylor doesn't have a huge chance either. Um,
0: yeah, there, that's, there's a lot of guys... This is probably one of the few rookie classes where it hasn't been so clear cut who the top guy is coming out. Yeah, like the last few years it's always been like, oh, yeah you've got Saquon, you've got Zeke. Yeah. The Fournette draft, okay. Some people are actually higher on McCaffrey. Fair play to them than Fournette, but it, it was still kind of you, Leonard yeah. you know, Fournette's draft, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I viewed it as Corey Davis's draft, but hey, what the fuck do <laughs> I know? <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> uh, I heard that word. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, I think that's actually the beautiful thing about this league, though, is compared to like your standard dynasty league. Like, I have to cut Corey Davis in this league after like year two of him fucking ass, because he, yeah. he at that I think I picked him like fifth overall or fourth overall, so he's going to be costing yeah. me into the low teens. And like, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just not no, going to sit on that for that long. <laughs> My God. Yeah, he'll come good cool. this year, though. Or if he doesn't come good this year, he's a free agent and then he'll go to a new team. And then, oh, Nick, then we'll see who was right all along.
1: <laughs> right, so Nick, Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Who's,
0: <laughs> who's the biggest threat to you in your division?
1: Oh, um, no offence to Alex. I, I actually quite like his team, but I'd have to say it's, it's obviously Stephen, in my opinion. I, I do like Alex's team, so no offence to you, pal um i think like it's built well for the future i think he's done a good job of putting together a roster that's going to be good <clears throat> going forward but i think we discussed this anyway on the other part on the on the podcast um like it's going to take time for for the, for more players to be acquired there and for for development to happen and i think stevens done done a really good job of preserving his cash to get some values on day two in the in the draft. So I think yeah, he's definitely a team that I'll be on the lookout for this year. I mean, uh, the only problem like that I can really see with him is that Darius Guy's contract, JK Dobbins probably won't come good for, for a little while, if even this year. Um and uh yeah, like Ronald Jones, I'm not I mean I'm a huge Bucks fan. I've been trying to trade for him in other leagues, but like he's getting hugely overvalued. I mean he's in a He's in a fucking four man backfield. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's the first and second down running back, like, and they've brought in guys with passing chops, obviously, to fill that role. And in a Tom Brady offense, I genuinely have to put my put my faith more in the in the pass catchers. Like, I love Ronald Jones, but I just don't see him being a huge fantasy value going forward, unless he turns into an absolute beast and just robs it. But I, I just don't see it right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say he's built quite well, Stephen. Um, I still think I have a better roster than i am from top to back, but um, I would say he will give me a good run, especially if I get a bad injury and I'm and I'm struggling, uh, I'll I'll have trouble there.
0: Okay. Right, so get uh, I think who do you think gets one hundred and one next year? One
1: hundred and one, I think it's a, it's it's tough to call. I think it does depend obviously on injuries, but I mean, if I was going to say who which teams I, I like the most in this short term or or like the least in the short term I'd say it's probably either Brian or um or Cyrus's team like there there's definitely elements to really like about them but I'm I'm quite low on Josh Allen this year um Baker Mayfield I'd say probably will have a post hype um sleeper bounce back uh, and Teddy Bridgewater could could well be the next big thing in, in Carolina uh, but they're not very much like the wide receivers, particularly. I'm I'm very down. And we spoke a lot about this in, on the podcast earlier in the week. Well, I won't go into too much detail on that, but suffice to say, I just don't see a lot of. Um, I see a lot of money bailed into areas that are, you know, a bit overpacked, um, and some some big contracts that have gone in there, and some really deficient positions as a result. Brian, on the other hand, like, I see him, I mean, t- looking at his tight end position, like, like it's, it's, like, I mean, they're, they're good players, but geez, like, uh, and as running backs, to be fair, like I've said before, are, are are insanely good, but I just think that his, his defense is so bereft it's going to hold him down, um, as it generally tends to do, in IDP leagues, like, you need to have at least a possible defense to really push beyond the, the bottom and middle tiers. And I just don't think there's enough there a quarterback quite yet to to push him on. So yeah, I just think I'd probably say Brian, but Cyrus is a close. One or
0: two, very good. And besides your team, Nick, who's going to win it all?
1: Um, does not compute. Uh, no. <laughs> no um, Let's just say I, Brady uh, uh, falls
0: off a cliff, and Jacobs and Godwin go down. So you're you're tanking. Um, you're tanking. Who's going to win it all?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, we we were both very high on a couple of players last time. Matt was one we talked about a lot because of the, the the QBs he's managed to wrangle together there. Um, I'm still very very high on that team. I think like there's defensive deficiencies, but like there's so much there at quarterback and receiver, and there's enough at running back to push them up. Um, I think like you have a good team, and um, oh. I don't want to go too much on that. Oh, why, not? Um, why not? It's well. I mean, um, <laughs> talk with my team, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think look, look, I'd say you're you're definitely you're definitely a big threat. Um, you suffer from uh, a less severe um case of what I have, which is some uh, some some high high investment in certain positions, um, and a, a lack of like not a not a not a perfect amount of depth anyway. Um, but look, I, I'm, I was also quite, quite big on, uh, Aaron's, Aaron's team as well, uh, before. I'm also, uh, very big on, um, on Tom's team. Like, look, it's actually quite a difficult one to call. Um, but if I'm going to say it's going to be somebody coming out of that division three grouping and I'm going to say, um, screw it, I'm going to say Brenner because of, uh, Barring injury, now of course, because if Brenner's team like goes balls up, if if one of if one of those big guys gets hurt, he's quite screwed. But I just think a team that has Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Zeke Elliott on it is already at a huge advantage, and the amount of 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 growth his receivers have had in the offseason, in terms of hype, at least. Like Calvin Ridley, big one for me this year, uh, and I hate the Falcons. Uh, Adam Thielen. I mean, come on, that guy's the only thing they have to throw to. Um and his defence, like, look, isn't isn't the isn't the May West either, but like there's enough on there to, to hold it up. I think I'm just gonna go and say Brenner. But like realistically, it's very tough to say this early on. And I think like yourself and Matt have definitely um got chan got a good chance.
0: Yeah, not very good. Well look, Nick, we'll leave it at that. Uh thanks a man for coming on again. Hopefully The quality of this one's a lot better than our last recording. I have to apologise to you for that. But, um, (laughs) yeah, thanks for your time, man. Uh, Best of luck with the season.
1: Same to you, Paul. I hope it all goes well for you. And um, as long as I don't meet you in the final again and um, you beat me by three points, but true luck, that's all for another day. (laughs) That's the dream,
0: man. That's the dream. Right, go on. Talk to you later.